Welcome to the Crushing Cashflow Podcast, where we share phenomenal advice and dozens of decades of wisdom from investors and entrepreneurs of all types and all stages of their journeys. We'll cover many forms of cash flowing assets, such as real estate, stock investing, entrepreneurship, and general finance guidance. Listen in and learn from those who are crushing it out there, as well as those who have been crushed by business or their investments. Now, here's your host, Andrew Shutsky. Welcome to Crushing Cashflow. I'm your host, Andrew Shutsky, and with me today is Bob Ruskowski. Let me start off by saying he's a very busy man. Bob's a father of four kids, police officer of 14 years and counting, real estate investor, and a residential real estate broker. Safe to say he's a great example of no excuses, generating income part-time while having a lot going on both personally and professionally. Bob, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me, man. That was a solid intro. Makes me feel uh, more than I am. <laughs> great. No, I think you're, you're a really great example of, like I mentioned in my first episode, I'd like to cover everybody from all walks of life, from all stages of their journey and what you've accomplished, I think, in your first really year, starting out your brokerage and getting your first investment property under your belt is a relatable to a lot of people and just goes to show that you don't need to devote 50, 60 hours a week to be something to be successful, but just rather put your mind to it. And you've got four kids, a couple of dogs, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, you're really busy. So it's great yep. to have you as an example. It's really relatable. Yeah, I'm glad to uh, be here. I'm glad to help out if I can. Great. So tell us about your background. I mean, you you were and you still are a career long long officer of the law. Why yep. real estate? What you, what you got you thinking about it? How'd you get in the game? Um, so like you said, yeah, I, I have been a uh, police officer for 14 years. Um, suburbs of Philadelphia here. Um, so the, the real estate thing is kind of nothing crazy. It really um, just the interest from, I remember being in my old neighborhood and like walking my dog and seeing a couple houses that like were pretty much vacant. And that kind of intrigued me of, um, you know, like what you can really do with, you know, like basically like flipping a house, you know, like basically flipping a house was, is what got me yeah. interested in real estate. Yeah. I mean, not, nothing, just, you know, just interested in the bricks and lands, you know, it was, always, yeah. you know, it was just a curious thing for me. And they always say, uh, you know, driving for dollars is where a lot of people get their ideas of where to invest or why, why to invest in something. And maybe walking yeah. for dollars could be the, the same equivalent if you're walking through the neighborhood. So. Yeah, for sure. And another point too, is like, I, I, I it was like that, 06, 07 purchase when everything started going down, I, I kind of felt like I overpaid for my twin and I saw these, you know, these singles coming up for 20 grand less than I paid for a twin that needed some work. And I was like, man, that's really intriguing. So. Yeah. So who, who turned you onto that? Were you, were you actively looking at that point? How did you find the first deal? Nah. So it was, it was passive. It was very passive for a couple of years. I uh, just, you know, a couple of, you know, YouTube videos and things like that. And my first deal was actually my first house. So I called it a, a threshold deal because I, you know, I moved out and somebody moved in. So, um, yeah, so it was, it's my first completely renovated uh, twin, you know, Delaware County, Pennsylvania. It was kind of like a no brainer for me. It and how long first. did it take you from the time you got in there to the time it was ready to roll? As far as, as, as far as getting it rent ready? Yep. I would say... Probably about two months. Obviously, I, I live there, but it needed to be cleared out and, you yep. know, rental inspections, smoke detectors, you know, the whole okay. code thing. So it probably took me about two or three months. It was, uh, it should have been, it should have been less because I ended up paying, I ended up moving. So the decision to make my first house to rental 
I was definitely like, it was, it, it was just, I was doing a freestyle. I had, I had no direction besides knowing I wanted to do it. So <laughs> just kind of yeah. winging it. Yeah, exactly. Just winging it. So now that you've got that under your belt, it, start, it sounds like it's fairly stabilized. What's your next move? I would like to get another single family rental this calendar year. I'm in the process of solidifying a partnership with a longtime friend of mine who's also interested in real estate, uh, same career field as me also, as far as his W-2 job. Okay. We're kind of looking at the, get something traditional under my belt. One, for experience for him. Two, experience for me, you know, actually going in with money, you know, the whole purchase process. So we're looking at something pretty simple, just conventional loan together and uh, maybe like a twin or a row in a good cash you know, good cash flows slash appreciating neighborhood out here in uh, Delco. Okay. So how, how did you pick your partner? Just common interests or do you guys have similar or different skill sets that are kind of complementing each other or one has money? Actually, it, it was pretty... So I, we've known each other since fourth grade down okay. to having this... We have the same birthday, went to school together, high school, oh, wow. all that stuff. But he... I didn't actually have any idea he was interested in real estate until this year, a, a, a couple months ago. And he actually called me to ask a couple of questions and he actually became a lender also. So here we are. We haven't seen each other much for a couple of years. You know, grouped together, became cops. It wasn't a joint, you know, decision. Like we didn't do it together or nothing like that. I became a real estate agent over here. Yeah, so it's like a side career all while he's becoming a lender. So we started having that conversation and uh, his interest is, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's in that stage where he's, you know, reading, YouTubing, finding out about bigger pockets, podcasts, all that kind of stuff. But he's he's fully ready to rock and roll. That's great. It's exciting. Yeah. It's funny, my mentor of mine always says, you know, he's convinced that everybody wants to real invest in real estate, whether or not they realize it or not. <laughs> he's convinced that everybody's got an innate desire to kind of at least pursue what could what could we do? I mean, what what investments yeah. are out there? I, I totally I totally agree. It seems <laughs> that everybody has an interest, but nobody, you know, only so many people take action, you know. Exactly. So you covered the the first investment property. That's great. You guys are taking your baby steps. Still got the W twos going on. You got a partner. Mm-hmm. You got a lot going on. So you mentioned the brokership. We didn't cover that piece yet. So what got you wanting to become a broker versus just like buying a property or two here and there every year? I had um really liked my um, real estate agent when I bought my my new home that I, that I'm in right now. Knowing that I wanted to become an investor with my first property, I reached out to him and asked him, you know, if he thought getting my license for educational purposes only would be of any benefit to me. He basically said no, but he agreed <laughs> to meet up with me. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, his thing was like, you know, he said most investors think it, it makes them whole, but it really doesn't. Um, that was his take on it, but he agreed to meet up with me and tell me about the process and, you know, what I could possibly get out of it. And at the end of the meeting, he he runs, he manages a Delco's number one real estate agent, which their real estate team, the Mike Mulholland team. So uh, oh, yeah. when he, at the end of the meeting, he said, if you decide to go get your license, we have room for you. And that wasn't even my intention. Yeah. I was there asking for a gig or to be onboarded or nothing like that. Had no idea what being an agent was all about. But... I remember leaving there and saying, like, wow, like yeah. opportunity is right in front of you. Just just do it. Like just uh, an opportunity came out of nowhere. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna give it a shot. Worst yeah. case scenario is education. Two hundred bucks for a license, you know, for the course. 
Um, I figure worst case scenario uh, in, info, which we yeah. can all use. So. So, so you originally just thinking it was a path to save you money between transactions. Is that what originally got you interested or is it? No, just, just learning about real estate. I, I, I knew I wanted, you know, I, I knew as much as about investing. It, 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 the furthest I knew about was, okay, my mortgage is 1100 bucks and my rental is going to be about 14 or 1500 bucks. So I just knew that there was a, uh, you know, a, a little gap there. But okay. as far as everything else, I wanted me to be familiar with like landlord tenant law or fair housing, that kind of stuff. So that it was just to educate myself in the field because I was so, so green, you know? So that's great. I mean, you, you kind of went in with really no expectations other than just learning and then you just jumped right in from there and then... A couple beers, a longer conversation yeah. than I thought. And uh, you can jump on board if you get your license. Like, you know what? Yeah. Some, sometimes opportunity, you, you just can't... Uh, you know, you, you can't walk away from when it when yeah. it's, you get that feeling. Everybody gets that feeling when something yep. seems right or yep. for you, you know. And all Boston money is to say, when opportunity knocks, make sure you answer the damn door. <laughs> yeah, you got to. <laughs> I think and the more the more you put yourself out there, and there's great advice that I've received, and I would always, you know, fall, uh, send it on to anybody else. Is when the more you put yourself out there, the more opportunities arise, and you got to just take advantage of them. So, I fully agree. So, what's been most rewarding? I mean, you've done several deals, close to a million dollars in volume in just a few short months, really, which is really impressive considering our area is not California, right? <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's, it's um, just shy of a million. Um, you know, I, I got my license in December of 2019. Then we had, you know, I was around for a couple team meetings and, and things like that, having, again, no idea. I, I might as well have been in a different country listen to a different language at that point. But uh, so, and then COVID hit. So yep. we had been sidebarred, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, till like May 20th. I think I remember that date being when we were allowed back out basically to uh, show homes and uh, this, that, the other thing. So actually other practice real estate. So my first deal came in July so I guess you could say, what's that, about seven months total of practicing. I was able to get uh, four deals going, uh, three three closed and, and one's uh, set for the 25th. So I'm very wow. happy with that. That's great. It's almost like you break the ice with the first one and things just start flowing, right? It's kind of like single multifamily. It doesn't really matter. It's, it's They call it the law, the art of the first deal, right? It seems to apply to everybody. Yeah, and it's, it's a people business, you know? And yep. it was all all hot leads for me. It was all people that, uh, no one trusted me and they just needed some help. And it was, uh, you know, it, w- it wasn't direct friends, you know, it was one was a, a, a co-worker's mother-in-law. One was my son's godmother's friend that I haven't seen in, in about eight years in a, in a Facebook market. A Facebook message popped up, hey, I heard you do this right now. I need some help. So it was very uh, cool to, to have people trust me like that, um, I guess, based on knowing me. So it was a, definitely an honor to... You know, yeah. I mean, it makes going. a lot of sense. Start with your circle of influence, right? Friends, family, and then just spiral out from there. It doesn't matter what the business is. Yeah, hundred percent. You got to have the, those people are. That's how you grow your business. That's that's who's in your corner. You know. So what what are your what have been your biggest challenges in, as a broker and both as an investor as well? Well, so I can start with the investing part. I'm, I mean, I manage it myself, so I, I've had a couple phone calls. Nothing crazy. I think I had to get a drain cleared once. Um, somehow she locked, she locked my oven somehow. Yeah. I, I've never heard about that, but it turns Earth out. Law, you, man. Yeah. So that was like a weird thing. Um, 
I had a uh, the house next door. They it, my my rentals a, a twin, so the house next door had sold, and they started doing some work. And with that, always comes something on a twin, so that gave us a uh, mouse infestation in my side. <laughs> so that was a little. I had to get that treated, but that's all taken care of. And uh, unfortunately, COVID. My, my tenant's great. She's lady with uh, two kids and uh, awesome lady, but she got hit with COVID affected her employment. So um, she's doing pretty good, but I, I am behind on rent. So that's kind of, I guess you could say a challenge. And yep. you know, knowing the importance of reserves and things like that are definitely, uh, you know, have to be covered in my next venture for sure. Yeah. You learn, you learn more of every deal, right? Yeah. I mean like uh, just doing it live, you know, <laughs> like yep. we're just, it, it, and that's the only way to learn, really, in my opinion. So I, even if it's a slight loss, it's also a win because because I'm, I'm, it's education, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. So, what advice would you give someone starting out? You know, in your shoes, only a year back or so, what would you tell them down day one for the investing part? Yeah, um, I would say understand that it's not just the difference between your mortgage and the rent that you're getting. That is not your cash flow. Mm-hmm. And by any means. I mean maybe maybe 50-60% of that actually is your cash flow if you think about your expenses and your maintenance and yep. everything else. Any any YouTube, you know, guru can tell you that, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's yep. that's that's very real. You need to have the stomach for it. That's for sure. And you need to be responsive. And, you need, and my biggest advice is you got to treat your tenants like family like treat them i mean yes it's a business but i think you should treat them like a million bucks because you're the one that gets screwed in the end if you don't you know you don't want to sure. treat it like a you don't want to put the barrier up there you want to be helpful and uh you know technically do i have snow removal in my lease yes have i been over there removing snow <laughs> yes yep. you know what i mean it's yep. it, that kind of stuff so yeah, and you're and you're not only the owner, you're also the property manager in this case. And maybe as you get scale, yep. you can afford to step away from that. But for now, you're, you yep. people start out with one, two, three buildings. You're usually the, any profit you have would be t- sucked up by hiring a property manager. So, yep, correct. And and you gotta have reserves too. I mean, if somebody doesn't pay, you, the mortgage company still wants their their cut. You know, absolutely. So, yep. like, really, last question from my end. Any any advice on the brokerage side? Um, obstacles that you've overcome. What, what advice would you share with someone again on day one on that side? So, with that, that's you know, a lot of people think they want to do this. It is not a W two job. It is a even if you're on a team like me, unless you get hired as being like a showing agent with uh, you know one of these. You know, red fins, or you know, somebody has employees. This is a business from the ground up that you have to pay for. So you have to pay for your license. You have to pay for your, you know, your broker fees. Um, your commission is not what you think it is. You split that with your um, brokerage as well, depending on you know that could be anywhere from ten to thirty percent of your cut. But it, it, it's a full blown business. You're you're yeah. literally you might as well be starting a restaurant from the ground <laughs> up. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's it, unless you unless you know enough about it and you have guidance and you've been coached. But if you're just a a guy or girl that thinks this will be good and thinks oh, I can make, you know, you know I can make fifteen grand every time I sell a five hundred thousand dollar house. One, no, you won't. And uh, <laughs> two, uh, it, it it just doesn't happen like that. So you got you have to be. 
you know, patient. And I, I would say it's a, at least a five-year commitment. That's what, okay. that's what I decided for myself, a five-year commitment. Whether I sold a house or not, I was going to hang in there for five years. That's a great, man. That's a great attitude to have. I, yeah. mean, I think you got to approach it, not take it lightly, which I think was, was a good summary of what you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about, you know, finding someone that has the experience to latch on to? Would you recommend, I know you, I think you mentioned in the past, you're, you're looking at a mentorship or a coaching program. Has that been beneficial? Was, was that something you'd recommend? Yes. Um, so for me, I would recommend a mentorship from somebody that like makes sense for you. I wouldn't just go spend a thousand dollars and get coaching from somebody selling a course on YouTube um, sure. that might have value to certain people. But I would offer, you know, say let's using the real estate for example. I always offer to do. Um, if somebody asks me to cover a showing, for example, out of my office, I always do it for free. Because that, in re, you know, that that's experience for me. You know, hopefully nobody has a problem helping me out when I need help, and even answer, answer, answer my own questions. And so, as far as mentor, I would go with somebody in your office that you trust that's going to help you out and, and show you the ropes. So, like, just a live in person mentor is what I would recommend for the real estate practicing. That's great. I mean, it's a lot of parallels between the single multifamily world and actually a lot of parallels between being a broker and being an investor, right? I mean, a lot yeah. of action needs to be taken. A lot of relationships need to be built. And mm-hmm. I think most importantly, like you said, if you know, you're short on cash, you're short on experience, find a way to add value to someone, whether it's doing a showing for them in the residential world or mm-hmm. you know, doing the due diligence behind an investment, like find a way to add value and you'll, you'll get something in return for sure. So, 100%. I, I fully agree with that. Fantastic. Well, that's, a, that's a great summary. Lots of great advice in here for someone just starting out. So thanks, Bob, for joining us. Uh, last question from my end. How can listeners get in contact with you? Um, well, my direct cell, 610-764-5202. I would uh, be more than happy to, whether you are just have some questions or you're ready to, to rock and roll with a listing or be a buyer or a rental, I'd have no problem uh, helping you any way I can. Um, my email is bob.ruskowski, R-U-S-K-O-W-S-K-I at sellingdelco.com. And um, I have, if you want to browse houses, I have a... Uh, website ruskowskirealestate.com and I'll just pretty much link you up to be able to search uh, active listings no matter what you're looking for. Great. Well, thanks so much, Bob. Really appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening in with us for another episode of the Crushing Cashflow Podcast. We have a small favor to ask of all of our listeners. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Each subscription and rating will help us massively toward our goal of helping reach as many listeners as possible each week. Thank you very much once again for listening. We're thrilled to have you with us as part of this journey. And we can't wait to share more of these stories with you. Stay tuned for much more to come.